We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. All right, guys. Welcome back to Hot Rods and Happy Hour. This is Rob Pitts, your automotive host with the most. And, of course, as usual, we have our Hot Rod Happy Cup. Smitty and Breezy, which is not here. This week they're out sick, and then we have... Hot Rods and Happy, our financial analyst slash numbers. No. Nope. And Richard's out, too. They're all out sick. I tell you what. You guys, I want to give you a special mission Mission this week. I want you guys to go on Facebook and Instagram, and I want you to wish them well and hope hope they feel better. Everybody needs to check in on them on Instagram and Facebook, the professor and Smitty and Breezy, because I want to tell you something. I mean, I'm worried about it. It's kind of weird. It's like an epidemic. You know, like, you know, you normally, you know, there's five of us here. Now there's two. Yeah, I, I'm, truthfully, I, I, we miss them to death, but I'm glad they ain't here to give us whatever they got. Exactly. They need to keep their cooties over there with them. <laughs> so. Exactly. Berea and, and yeah, yeah. more Berea or wherever. Or whatever, exactly. The west side in general, just stay over there. Yeah, we'll stay over here. That's Cootieville. Yeah. You stay over there with that. We miss you guys, but. Keep your calls to yourself. We just call me. Exactly. On the phone. Yep. Text. Whatever. Text. Text. So, you know, we're talking about muscle cars then and now. And, you know, Kobe was telling us about a good one. And, you know, we're talking about how fads and stuff come and go. Now, you had another one you were talking about is how the modifications have changed on these cars. They have. And it is so hilarious. You know, let's go back to the 60s and stuff. And you know this. And all these older car guys out there would know this what was the coolest thing you could do to your car back in the 60s i say put a set of headers on there put a bigger carburetor on there you're going to get not a whole lot of power but you think you're taking over the world with it well but but i mean that that was bolt-ons back then that was your bolt-ons you didn't have cold air pipes exactly you didn't you know what you didn't have to remove your cats because they didn't have any that's why you didn't need an off-road h pipe because you know what it was already factory equipped with one is that most of the time you took the pipes off you just ran open headers headers. or you know i mean this is funny how you didn't even have an air cleaner most time you took it off to try to get more air exactly Air filtration. What, <laughs> what would you suck a little dirt in there? It's good for it. That's right. We'll rebuild it next week. But well, usually you did. But <laughs> you know what I'm saying. And and you know, and that's another thing now. You know, is is you know, you know, all these power adders, turbos, and superchargers. And you know, keep in mind, superchargers and turbochargers were around in the '60s, but they were extremely rare. You know, I mean, you didn't see them very often at all. No. You know, now everybody, you know, I got a supercharger, I got this, and I got, you know, that, I got a turbocharged. You know, we didn't have power adders like that back in the day. Nitrous came in yeah, late 60s, going into early 70s, but it still wasn't uberly popular until rolling into the mid 70s, into the 80s. I mean, you know, I mean, you got to think about that. And nitrous oxide was a very, very new new thing i mean you know there was a lot of fine-tuning there were so many good engines blown up with nitrous <laughs> till they kind of got somewhat fine-tuned you know now they've got it where you put a nitrous kit and you put this pill in it and you do this and you hit this button and guess what it pretty much does the same thing every time yep now you know now before it was just kind of like giving a squirt 
Hey, I got one. It ain't blown up yet. I got another one for you. What was the traction control in the sixties? There's yeah. You know what it was? What was that? Slapper bars. Oh, hey. Hey, that's gotta, a good one right there. Yeah. yeah, that's my traction control, you know, or those are your chassis mods. That's exactly. You had the slapper bars and the air shocks. And, and but then there's another thing now. Now that's funny how that's changed because before it was you know, back in the 60s, you got them higher. Yep. You got to think about all the, the gas or drag cars. Yeah, they didn't do that for looks. They did that because to distribute weight to the back of the car. So they brought the cars up. Now they bring them down. Yeah. I mean, it's so funny how things have changed over the years with this. You know, I mean, it blows my mind. You know, I was looking on the old interwebs the other night. Just, I think I was up in the hotel room up there in, in Charlotte, and I was just looking around. And I come across this little video thing of a guy on there with uh, i think it was a 2020 camaro and they were talking about now you can download an app in your camaro on your screen that's in your dashboard to do all your onboard tuning on your wi-fi in your car that is insane on the fly that's you know that's that's nuts, but it's coming to that. I mean, it's not far fetched at all. No. I mean, I, mean I, I can totally see it. Let's down an app on our phone, and we're going to add, you know, a hundred something horsepower. When back in the sixties and seventies, you, you were struggling to get a twenty horsepower gain by adding whatever, and now you can do it just by downloading an app. You know, and it. But I do. I I am a true muscle car person. Per se, I I don't necessarily get into the whole wanting to have a new new makeshift. I, I not call it makeshift, but kind of sort of muscle car. I would rather have an old reliable big block or 327 or 350 or 340, 360, whatever it is, 440. You know, I would rather have an original big block, big carburetor, big transmission, and let's go. You know, and that's another thing with with that though. Displacement's changed. Yeah. I mean, now you have EcoBoost four cylinder Mustangs, and you have four cylinder turbo Camaros. And I mean, which Chrysler? They're still going V eight power, but the, the new Hemi's, the five sevens and the, the six two. two which is a, no, it's a six, six four Hemi. Yeah, now it's a six four. Six four three nine two Hemi. Mm-hmm. Six one is what it was. Six one, so we went five seven six one six yeah. four. There you go, and you know, but it's still you know, it's just it's not the same. It ain't. You know what? You know what's? Weird? I think Chrysler's closer than anybody to the original, somewhat game plan, but they're all way out. Of yeah, they're range. all way out. Of, but you know, I got another one for you. What's that? Tinted headlights. You know, back in the day, people used to tint <laughs> yeah. their headlights. Yeah. And now everybody puts, you know, the, the HID and the LED headlights in their and cars. And the now. halos. And the halos. But, you know, it's kind of funny how, like, you know, it's totally a different theory, but it's kind of the same idea, the same effect. You know, the color changing headlights and yep. stuff. Where back in the day, like the gaster days, they had red headlights or green headlights or blue headlights. You know, it's funny how some things change, but, but it's, it's still the same. Kind of the same. And, like, all of these builders and stuff, like, I call them manufacturers because that's really what's doing it. And they're probably old manufacturers from the 60s and 70s that have kind of came up with the halos that change colors and stuff 
kind of getting back to that roots kind of thing because i think you know some of these builders are probably about tired of building the same thing over and over again and they want to do something different but their hands are so restricted i think a lot of times on what they're allowed to do and what they can do yeah they are but you gotta think about it too you know i'll tell you another one talking about mods has changed a tuner in the 60s had a flat tip screwdriver <laughs> yep a tuner in the 2000s and in this century has a laptop and a chassis dynamo or your phone <laughs> yeah but you see what i'm getting yeah. at oh, yeah, they don't need wifey nope wi-fi nope. To, to you know what i'm saying you know and and, and i mean it's, it's so funny how it's changed you know the, yeah. like there's a whole new demographic of technician now because of the new i mean you know what i'm saying like I mean, they didn't have, I mean, we put a man on the moon with less technology than anybody has in a laptop they're currently using today. And you're telling me that, you know, now they're tuning their cars with it. And I mean, I'm not talking about a tuning to get 12 horsepower. And, not, and I'm not talking about like back in the 90s when we ordered a chip and we put our chip in that I still will never believe made any difference whatsoever. You put a chip in. And, you know, and, like, they had the hypertech ones. I remember when they came out, they, it had a hot wire that you had to wire in like it really did something. So you put a buck connector in on a 12-volt on switch hot, and you had your little chip that went in line. And you're like, hey, it's got a hypertech chip. You know it's what's, tuned. It's you programmed. Know, you know what's so funny is you, you get to that whole chip thing, and I went to school with a boy that his daddy owned Super Chips. And oh, Lord. <laughs> hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. I know this is going to be a good story, and I think it's going to last a lot longer than 15 seconds. It will. And we got a commercial break coming up. So, guys, you're going to hang tight on that one. We're talking about muscle cars then and now on Hot Rods and Happy Hour. Right here on 106.3 WORD. All right, guys, welcome back to Hot Rods and Happy Hour. This is your automotive host with the most, Mr. Rob Pitts in the studio. And, of course, Smitty and Breezy and the professor is absent. Yeah, they're sick. Yeah, yeah well. We're actually them. physically sick this time but uh yeah they're all sick with all this croup stuff going on you know i got it last week and kobe had it the week before that i think you were the carrier pigeon kobe mm, probably and you killed off the weak links apparently because <laughs> i didn't I, you don't hear me missing a week you no, know no no i'm just throwing it out there and of course we have hot rods and happy our legal counsel slash all around cool car guy mr kobe miller what's going on everyone now you know we're talking about muscle cars then and now and you know how much they changed, and you were telling us the story. We we're talking about chips. Yes, super chips. Super super chips. A buddy of mine I went to school with. His daddy owned super chips, and back in the nineties when super chips and all them chips came out, you know they were regulated per se by the car manufacturer of what they could and could not do with them chips. So Keith, there one day uh, I call him up because of good friend of mine that i raced cars with around here he had a thunderbird that was just a dog because they stopped producing power at 80 90 mile an hour i mean they just would shut down well i call my buddy keith down there at super chips i said can your daddy or does your daddy have a chip for this thing he said it's a thunderbird of course they don't have a chip for a thunderbird who would want a chip for a thunderbird i said well i need one because a friend of mine needs one to go racing well, his daddy unloaded this chip and made it, and 
that little 302 come alive. It woke it up. We're talking about a, and I mean, I'll be honest with you, 302 Thunderbirds weren't exactly balls of fire. The only man with a Thunderbird that was fast was Awesome Bill from Dawsonville, and his was far from stock. Exactly. And that Thunderbird that he Although ran, a little NASCAR history was the first 200-mile-an-hour NASCAR. Yes. The Thunderbird was. It was, sure was. With Bill Elliott behind the wheel. With Bill Elliott behind the wheel. He is crazy. <clears throat> Bill, he, Elliott. Bill Elliott is still to this day crazy. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like certifiable. Like if you've ever been to Dawsonville, Georgia. Georgia. Yeah. It is literally Bill Elliottville, first of all. <laughs> and everything is about dirt track racing and NASCAR. Everything in that town is. And you know his son now, you know, of course, races and all that stuff. And I've been told, like, on a Sunday during race day, that whole town shuts down like Texas does for football. Well, I mean, you got to think about it. not a lot's going. Dawsonville's a very sleepy town. <laughs> yeah, but still, so Bill that is cool, big news. And I mean, the thing that's crazy is, is like you ever see him like interview. First of all, I love how Bill Elliott talks, and there's no way <laughs> I could even remotely impersonate that, and I'm not going to try. But I love how he talks to his son. They had a Mustang they built, like a like a chisel nose, you know, eighty five, eighty six GT Mustang, and it's got some hot motor in it or something like that. He goes, "Now, Chase, don't give it such a hard time. The dude is cutting donuts in the shop with it." <laughs> I can only imagine, like growing up in that family, what it was like. Oh, it would be, it would probably be our big Toys R Us. Probably we I'm would have a blast you, when you had like all the cool Ford stuff at your disposal. Yeah. And you're in Georgia, and you virtually own the town. Could you imagine? You probably he probably has flown through Dawsonville down there, running a buck fifty, and people. There's just, like a shopping center in Dawsonville, Georgia, and somebody. If I'm wrong, somebody correct me. But if I remember right, the last time I was down there for the Moonshine Festival, I, I swear, it the was. Moonshine Festival. You've never seen so many forty Fords in your life in one spot. But anyway, I was there and. Uh, for the Moonshine Festival, there's a shopping center, and there's like a grocery store, and just like every other shopping center. And then at the end of it is this big building. It's a really nice building, and it's the Georgia Dirt Racing Museum, Museum. Yep. in this shopping center. And it's like the biggest thing in town is that. And you can get, now it has legal moonshine in it. Well, I mean, yeah, that's a Mickey Mouse moonshine. But I'm saying that you can now. You can do that. Or right? you can go on down to Bill's and you can pour you some of that real stuff. <laughs> oh, probably so. Chase, get out <laughs> of that car and get us some more liquor. I, can hear, I, can't, I can't do it because my voice will not allow it to go to that octave. But I'm telling you, he's Chase. Oh, I love it. It puts joy in my heart hearing him talk. Him and Ward Burton. I love Ward Burton. Ward Burton talks like Bill Elliott with peanut butter in his mouth. Yes. You know who you know who else I love hearing speak in NASCAR? It's Clint Boyer. I love listening to Clint Boyer speak. I don't know why. I guess it's just because he's just that down home, humble country boy that just really don't give a rip. No, he don't care. He, you know, he's just, he's just that guy. You know what, though? I think NASCAR needs that kick in the butt, really, right now. I do too. I love NASCAR, and I grew up racing go karts and cars and motorcycles. You name it, I've probably ran it or drove it or sat on it or whatever. But NASCAR does need a NASCAR. What NASCAR does need is '60s muscle cars. That's exactly what they need. 
They need to bring back some real The Mustangs muscle. don't look like Mustangs. The Camaros sure don't look like Camaros. And the Charger, what are they race? What's the... They don't even race Dodge no more. Yeah, there's Toyotas. There's Toyotas. Yeah, the Camrys, they do kind of look like Camrys. But but you know what Supras I'm saying? now. Yeah, or whatever. Yeah, that too. <laughs> that's, I mean, it's so dumb. I'm like, you don't yeah. know what they're racing anymore. And I don't think nobody really cares anyway. Well, you know? that's the thing. Because they ain't, they ain't a Ford. They ain't a Chevrolet. They ain't a Dodge. They ain't a Toyota. They're NASCAR. They're a custom-built chassis made by NASCAR to spec. The bodies are made by NASCAR to spec. The motors are made by NASCAR to spec. You can't win on Sunday and buy on Monday. Because what are you going to be buying? A NASCAR car. That's what you would be doing. A na- uh, well, that's the thing. There's no, there's nothing remotely manufacturer about that car. Nope. And, and you know, that, that changed probably, what, the early 80s? I say late '80s. I mean, there were some pieces of yeah. well, they, they, at least they were shaped a yes, lot like exactly. the cars, like in the Monte 80s. Carlos and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, you know, at least then they still ran Chevrolet motors and Ford motors and stuff like that. Now in the '90s and in 2000s, there is no such thing. They're they're NASCAR motors. I don't think there's no such thing as a muscle car anymore. I'm with you. I mean, I think, you know, they call them muscle cars, and they're, and they're very fast cars, and they're very, 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 very reliable and, and, and technolo- technological marvels. But I don't think they're muscle cars. They're really still in the name on that one. They're naming pony cars muscle cars, which drives me freaking nuts. <laughs> and second is their, um, you know, they're, they're not muscle cars. You know, they're fast cars. Yeah. They're even, fast pony cars. Yeah, even when you get into, like, running, let's get into even drag racing now, NHRA and stuff. They ain't even remotely cars anymore. I mean, that's what's so sad. It really is. No, they're they're not. It's, it's, it's changing. Technology, in a lot of ways, I think, has killed the hot riding game. And it's made it better in some ways, too. I'm not knocking it. You know, I know Smitty's going to be all about air ride suspensions and things like that. And, you know, and, and fuel injections and LSs are great, too. But you know what? I think we're getting away from our roots a little bit, too. I do, too. I think I think we need to get back to our roots. I think it would be great. i tell you great. what we do. We'll, but we're going to have to do it in the next segment because we've got to get back to a commercial break. Wow. Guys, stay tuned. We're talking all about right, guys, welcome back to the Hot now, Rods right here on Hot Rods and Happy Hour. Right here on 163 We have Hot Rods and Happy Hours, legal counsel slash all-around cool car guy, Kobe Miller. What's going on, everyone? So we're talking about muscle cars then and now, and things have changed. We kind of got off on a tangent on Bill and NASCAR, but we're back on muscle cars. Now, you know... I think technology, and I sound more like my grandfather every day. Damn, damn video games. I blame the video games. When we had Ataris, we didn't have this problem. You know, all you guys with all these pixels and gigs and whatever. Patrick, what makes the, what makes, what's the, what's the thing now? What's it like 64 was like my era of video game. What was it, 64? What do you call it? Nintendo 64. Yeah, but it's the gig or what's the, the pixels or whatever. Like what was the hard drive? Or the thing, the thing, like the 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 images, like on the screen. Like now, it's like it's something. It's what it's pickles. Yeah, pickles. That's what it is. Pickles, pickles. and uh, a jar of pickles. It's just like yeah, <laughs> but um, it's like them old bread and butter ones. I'd never yeah. figured that one out. But anyway, you know. But I blame technology in a lot of ways on some of that stuff. But you know, then again, like I said, it has made hot. You know, yeah, those motors are cool. 
You know, I mean, but also the same guy that thinks that, guess what? Your dad thought LT1s and TPIs were cool, too. Now we see what those look like. You see, You see a car with a TPI roll into a car show, he might as well be calling to pull up in the Fred Flintstone mobile. <laughs> but, like, you know, yabba dabba doo, you know, but, you know, and it's, I don't know. I, you know the one thing I do like about technology right now? I can't say it on the radio. <laughs> you can get parts over. Oh, I so thought you were going somewhere no, else. No. I'm like, where's the dump button at again? I've never had to hit it with you. I'm not real sure. No, I'm not, Richard. But no, uh, overnight parts. I mean, like, literally, that's the only thing I can Technology say. Technology about- has helped there. And I'll tell you something else. But this is a double-edged sword, too. Now, all right, you say they overnight parts. All right, that's a big thing. But I got one for you. Now, you were just at Charlotte Auto Fair. Swap meets. It's killed swap meets in a lot of ways. It has. And, like, I was talking to some of the vendors up there and socializing. I know a good bit of them through the years of dealing in hot rods and all that stuff. And the market is so down on people going to a store or going to a vendor and buying parks. Because everybody says, oh, I can get it online cheaper. Well, this is the thing with that. This is also the same guy that tells you he can buy it cheaper on Amazon, or he can buy it cheaper these brick and mortar stores. And you got to think about it. Well, it's not a store, Rob. Well, okay, you see that big trailer they got, and you see this big event they're at. Well, you know how you had to pay to get in the door. Well, they had to pay about fifteen times well, more than that, probably. Yeah. About a hundred times that to get in there to get a vendor spot. And then you know you see that twenty thousand dollar trailer they got sitting there, and all the tables and the four or five guys. Well, and a hundred thousand dollars worth of parts in that trailer. That's already there. That's paid for, and the inventory and the people there. Well, they're not volunteering. They get paid to be there. That's the thing you got to understand. That's the brick and mortar. Yep. And so that's that's the mentality you got to go with it. And also, it's nice to touch things. It's nice to go in. It put some hands on it. You have things in pictures and things in real life are totally different. My first wife being a perfect example of that. <laughs> I'm just saying. Yeah. But uh, I, I'm I'm 100. I don't give you. a damn how many pixels it is. That was just horrible. I would rather. I would. I would rather go to. I would drive 40 minutes or an hour, for the most part, to go look at something and touch it. To make sure it is what I want before ordering online. but And that's a big thing, too, with, with a lot of your hot rod parts and things like that. And there's some things, you know what, if you're ordering a set of headers, nine times out of ten a set of headers online, same set of headers you're going to buy from the guy to swap me. But there's some things that, you know, you want to put some hands on and see them in person and see the colors and, you know, the texture or whatever. You know what I'm saying? The quality of it. That's yes. a big thing, too, um, with all the knockoff parts they make now. But, you know, and that's, and that's something, too. But I... On one hand, it's a, like I said, it's a double-edged sword. Convenience is killing a lot of things like that. It is killing the hot rodding community. It, it is. Well, it is because I'm going to tell you something. You know, you got this dude that's wearing a wife beater and his boxer shorts with a garage at his house stocked with hot rod parts to selling them online versus mom pops, truck shop parts. You see where I'm getting at. And the guy with the wife beater might not even know anything about cars. His buddy might say, oh, you got a little bit of money. 
hey, let's get into the car parts let's business. Let's get into the car parts business. Let's sell super chips. Exactly. But but you see what I'm getting at, though. And in a lot of ways, that's changed things, too. That's totally changed. And that's another then and now from the 60s to now. In the 60s, you had mail order. Like yeah. you, a catalog. <laughs> you picked up a telephone. Not a, when I say picked up a telephone, I'm talking about one with a cord on it. Your mama's phone. <laughs> you took a rotary <laughs> dial. Yep. And then... You waited, and they took an order with paper and pen, and took an order. It like took that. about thirty minutes just to get somebody you to a order. Lot of yeah, and to order it, and then it took about thirty days to get it. You know, yeah. but that's that. That was a big thing, you know. And of course, you know, ninety-eight percent of your aftermarket car parts, especially your 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 high-performance automotive parts, were all done out west. So if you're on the East Coast, dude, it sucked. Yes, like I remember. An old hot rodding buddy of mine told me he bought when he bought his first set of Kreger mags, and he bought them in you know 1969, and he said he literally bought a brand new Chevelle in 1969. Or actually, let me rephrase that. Let me back up. He ordered them in 1969. He had a '68 SS Chevelle. All right, he ordered his wheels, and by the time the wheels had got there. He was ordering his 70 Chevelle. So he had already <laughs> sold a car, bought a car, and ordering the next car by the time the wheels got there. Thank God they still worked on all L3. But you see what I'm getting yeah. at. That's how long it took oh, to yeah. get a set. And I'm not talking about a set of one-off CNC machine. I'm talking about a set of Craggers that today you can have in 15 minutes from Summit Racing. <laughs> exactly. I mean, literally, it takes longer to cook chili in the crock pot than to get a set of Craig or SS mags now. Yep. Speaking of SS, that's another one. Back in the 60s and 70s, that's when them symbols meant something. SS. You know, or Hearst or something like that. Now they put an emblem on everything. Well, and that's the thing. You have a lot of your – I'll give you a perfect example of this. You know, when you change the shifter in a car, it was, you know, a, a quicker throw shifter or it didn't have a reverse lockout for a manual transmission. You know, so your four-speed guys liked them, so they shifted better than a factory shifter. Um Another one is like an automatic shifter. Well, you know, you did it because you had a different style transmission or you had a like a, a reverse valve body in your automatic or something like that. That's why you had an aftermarket shifter. Now, the automatic shifter guys are putting in now is a new shifter handle is yes. what it is. Yep. And, it, and it says Hurst on it, but it's a plastic handle yep. that looks kind of like a T-bar. Yep. But it's plastic. But, you know, back in the day. What does that serve? What purpose does that serve? You took one plastic handle off to put this plastic handle on. Because it looks good right next to your hydro dip center console. Exactly. You know. But, but that's but that's performance. Got, you know, what, what do you got done? Well, transmods, you know, I got a chip, so naturally my shift points are changed. And I do have that Hurst shift handle. You know, but. Plastic. But, but like I said, back in the day, you know, SS or, you know, Boss or. Or stuff like that. Now, like a six-cylinder Camaro is a RS. Well, yeah, no. It's just a six-cylinder Camaro. Yeah. You know what I'm well, saying? Well, that, too. And, and another thing is, and, and that, that one's lost its effect in the Camaros. Yeah. You know, 
RS was a trim package, was a rally yep. sport. Yep. And, you know, that was a big thing, you know. I mean, you know, you hide away headlights. That's a rally sport option. The stri- Your RS stripes, which was on your 67s and 68s, your 67s Sevens. were a bumblebee stripe. Yep. 68s was the hockey yep. stick. hockey stick. And, you know, and then, of course, you know, the hideaway headlights, they changed a little bit every year. And it was just these little subtle touches all around it. And then, you know, the SS was kind of more your performance stuff, your yep. super sport, you know. Yep. You know, where you had a cow induction hood if you wanted it or, you know, just different things. And then you could have an RSSS, and that way you had the cool hideaway headlights, but you had the performance goodies too. Now it's, you know, it's it's an emblem. Basically. You know, exactly. And, you know, back then, you could, what was so cool about back then, of course, I wish I could go back in time and be able to go buy a brand new car like that. When you went into your dealership, you sat down and looked at that brochure and you could order, you know, a 428 Cobra Jet with a this gear rear end or this transmission. You oh, yeah, could order anything them. you literally wanted. As long as get. you had that extra couple hundred bucks. I mean, different seats, different interior. I mean, you could you could rob parts out of other things exactly and build your own car because there are certain people I know. One guy here in particular in town, he has a Mustang that is a one of one that his granddaddy built. It is bad to the bone, but you can't do that now. No, you can't do that. I tell you what else we we got to stop. Take uh, a commercial break. That's one thing we got to do. We'll do it, guys. We're talking about muscle cars then and now, right here on Hot Rods and Happy Hour, right here on one hundred six three W O R D. All right, guys, welcome back to Hot Rods and Happy Hour. And of course, in the studio, as always, we have nobody, but we do have Hot Rods and Happy Hour legal counsel slash all around cool car guy Kobe Miller. What's going on, everyone? Hey, Kobe's the trooper. Kobe is Kobe's got like he's working on that perfect attendance. Like you get the gold star today. Oh. I'm telling you, like you get a sticker that says you're awesome today because everybody else decided to lay out on you. I mean it's hard to find good help anymore. It is. You know what was funny? I almost was gonna prank you when you when we were texting back and forth about who all was gonna be here and you said, you know, Breezy number sick and then I was like, Okay, and then about five minutes later Richard texts me, I'm sick at home in bed. I was like and then you text, what are we going to talk about tonight? I was like, man, I should do this. But, God, I I, I can't do it. I almost was going to say, I'm sick. You know what? I'll be honest with you. I mean, in the early days of this show, I might as well have been by myself. So, I mean, you know exactly. what I mean. I could, I could run this bad boy on autopilot if I needed to. I know you could. But, yeah. you know, yeah, but that's that's the thing. People get sick. This time of year is horrible for it people is. in sinuses. See, you know what? I would trade all the technology that they put in the new muscle cars for one thing. Get rid of pollen. Oh, I'm with that's you. That's something. You know what? Can we can we put one less button in the new Challenger and maybe get rid of pollen? How about that? Put a can you pollen put, button. Can you push a button on the dash of your Mustang and make pollen go away? <laughs> you really want to impress me? Get your SSRS Level 4 Stage 9 Camaro and push a button and make pollen go away. That's what I want to say. Pull a lever, push a button, wiggle your nose, whatever, make it go away. The end. You know what I was, I was thinking about. And hot rods and happy brought to you by Clarendon. <laughs> you know what I was thinking earlier about. I am so tired, know, and, and every one of our listeners, all four of us, probably tired of hearing me go. Yeah. Nonstop. You know, Spinny and them, and Breezy, and Richard being sick. I, I was thinking about you know them them big bubble bounce ball things that you see on advertise. We ought to get them some so they can get in there instead of getting sick. 
You know, we need to. I tell you, I tell you I'm going to start making them wear trash bags on their heads <laughs> to keep the germs down. You know. Just don't take deep breaths. You should be good. You're fine. It's clear. Keyword, key cheap. It's a clear bag, <laughs> dummy. You're all right. Oh, that's horrible. That's horrible. We are bad people, Kobe. We are. We are horribly bad people, but we're entertaining, so it yeah, works. That's what works. Yeah, so, but I tell you, you know, we're talking about muscle cars then and now. You know, it's the last segment. Closing yeah. thoughts. What are you thinking? I mean, I don't see this trend stopping. Now, Richard said they're coming out with this new Ford. It's supposed to be a bare-bones option. I'm curious to see how bare-bones it is, and I almost will be willing to bet my life it's still got power windows and locks in it. Oh, well, I guarantee it's got power locks, power windows, and more than like, I know it's going to have airbags. It's, if well, it's, obviously. It's got to have airbags. I mean, what is it going to Is it going to have an AM, FM radio? No. It'll have a Bluetooth. Yeah, exactly. It won't have a CD. It'll have well, a Bluetooth. Well, no, another got a CD. You know, that's more. what I'm saying. It'll have Bluetooth. So take that away. So there's more weight. And then, of course, it's going to have AC. I would almost guarantee it's got to have to have AC and heat in it. So I would only say the only thing that might be bare bones about it is it might only be like a six-way power seat instead of a nine-way power seat. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. Where's my lumbar? How do you guys live? <laughs> my lower back is killing me, and it's a little chilly. Yeah, it don't have it don't have three-way heated seat. It only has a one-way heated seat. What? What? Oh, oh, my God. I'm just struggling around here. I'm telling you. I mean, I mean you're slumming it. You know? I mean, you, you know, do what you got to do. You know, it's a race car. You know? Yeah, it's a race car. You I mean, that, that's another thing, you know. The, uh, another thing, too, is, you know, they put this big engine in an intermediate car to save weight. The new Challengers, if they weighed six more pounds, you would have to have a CEL to drive it. <laughs> I'm with you. And, you know, but then again, displacement. Now, with that big old heavy car, they're keeping up with them lighter cars because they got that bigger displacement. Yeah, they do have, they have some more cute you know, engines, or they put another turbo on Yeah, you know, if they could... If they could like get on a diet, but they would have what? something. But the Mustangs are kind of fat. They are the uh, new. The ones Camaros are heavy. Yeah, I mean they're all. I mean, it's because of all this stuff in them. I mean, yep. you know, you got to have sixty-four million air airbags in a car now. Yeah, pull pull a seat out of a new car and see how much it weighs. I bet you one bucket seat's probably three hundred pounds. I mean, it may not quite three hundred, but it's heavy. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's heavy. heavy. I mean, it's heavy. I mean. And that's another thing that's changed. You know, I mean, just everything has changed. And in a lot of ways, it's gotten better. But I don't know. I try to hang on to it. I don't know if it's me getting older and reminiscent or what. But, like, you know, you remember a simpler time. And I'm not even that old. That's the bad part. But you know what I'm saying? Like, I remember riding on my mother's lap in a Corvette and considering I was the airbag. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Like, if I hit the dash, I'd be more worried about my dad kicking my butt than me hurting myself in the wreck. Yeah, you know, and that, like all the kids in our days would remember this. You know, most of the time if you had more siblings and you were the smallest or the youngest, you either, if you were in a station wagon, you got the very back. There was no seat back there. You were looking out the back window. Or if you didn't have a back seat and the seats were full, you were on the floorboard. I've got a funny story for you. You want to talk about that? All right. You, my grandfather, and it's actually for sale right now on Facebook Marketplace. My grandfather had several street rods and clutter cars and hot rods over the years. I mean, all up to the day he died. But the thing that was really funny is I went with my grandfather everywhere to all these big street rod shows and all this stuff. And that's really where I got my love for the hobby. 
But it was so funny. My grandfather had a 1948 Chevrolet sedan delivery. And a sedan delivery is like, it's not like a panel truck. It's got, it's got a car front end on it, and it's got a short, you know, roof. Yep. And, but it only has two seats in the front. You know, and mm. most of the time they were like flower cars for a funeral home or, or like they were used to like deliver flowers for like a, a florist or things like that, light duty kind of stuff. And, um, you know, they're really popular. But back in the day, well, a lot of street rider guys liked them because you had a lot of room in them. But it wasn't like a big truck either. And my grandfather had one with a big block Chevrolet in it and all that stuff. And you know how we was talking about the turkey mm-hmm. rod run? Well, we yep. used to go every year when I was younger. And uh, I rode from Greenville, South Carolina to Daytona Beach, Florida in a beanbag chair in the back of that thing. And you know what? I thought that was the coolest thing ever. Exactly. Like, like if he had hit something... Do you realize I would have been a projectile through a V-butted windshield? And if you don't know what a V-butted windshield is, it's two pieces of flat glass with silicone between it. And do you – I mean, they don't – the child protection laws – didn't exist. Oh, there's no such. But do you realize how dangerous that was? And you know what? And I thought it was the cool. And I'm like, I'm in a beanbag, you know. Well, you're you're sitting there saying that, and it brought up a memory of mine. My aunt had an old Plymouth station wagon, and we went to Disney World one time. And yeah, I did live in Florida, but it was still two hours to Disney from where we lived. Me and my little cousin, we rode in the Back. The house of mouse was in your backyard. Yeah, we literally we rode in the very back of the station wagon because all my other cousin stuff were up front, looking backwards with all the luggage piled around us. We're sitting on it, and I remember getting pulled over. She got pulled over for some I don't know what, and the cop walked by us, and we're waving at him, and he just walks on and you know gets her license and stuff. We didn't get no tickets for riding the on co- top of the, the luggage in the, the back of the, the station. The cop wagon. gets on to you because your luggage isn't strapped down, but your kids are okay. <laughs> and we're waving at him like we're the Garfield stuck on the window, you know? <laughs> I love it. I love it. You know what? You know, you know love, them or, love them or hate them, the new muscle cars, the, the, new, the new pony muscle cars, yes. they're very impressive automobiles. And you know what? Technology in a lot of ways has made hot riding a lot better, and Lord knows it's made the world a lot safer. But... You know, we still need to appreciate where we all came from. I think we had yep. a fun trip down Hot Rods and Happy Hour yes, talking about this stuff. That was, I mean, it was a lot of fun in, in comparing them like that. And then, guys, I hope you all had a great time. And, you know, be sure to chime in on Hot Rods and Happy Hour on Facebook. Tell us what you think about the new late model muscle cars. And also, you know what, if you ever want to listen to any past episodes, hey, just holler at your Amazon Alexa and tell her, hey, I want to listen to Hot Rods and Happy Hour, and you're going to hear my voice. Guys, I want to thank everybody for playing along. You've been listening to Hot Rods and Happy Hour. Right here on 106.3 WORD. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.